Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of In Bed with Shauna. In this episode, I talk about expressing sexuality on social media while looking for employment or while being employed, and I give my commentary on the A&E series, The Clinton Affair. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back. In this episode, I want to talk about a couple things. I want to talk about uh, social media and sexuality as it pertains to work. And I want to talk a lot about the A&E series, The Clinton Affair. I just watched it last night. I watched the whole series in one sitting. And I don't care for politics, but, you know, I'm obsessed with sexuality. And I want to talk about some of the sexual aspects of that whole situation because I have some strong points of view about it that I don't think are really the normal point of view. So I don't really hear people talk about it much. But uh, I had something else planned that I was going to do and I recorded it and and I just don't. I don't know. I didn't like it and I was going to redo it. And then I watched this whole Clinton thing and decided I really wanted to talk about this instead for right now. So um, anyway, as you may know, I am looking to I'm looking for work. And my brother said something to me about you might want to you might want to lay off social media a little bit in the meantime. And I'm assuming because I never, not never, but rarely do I post anything on Facebook. And my Facebook is pretty much locked down as much as you can lock it down because my previous employer were spies. But that, I, so I assumed that he meant as in regards to sexuality based stuff, which really frustrates me because I don't feel like it's something that's necessarily inappropriate or, I mean, it's, that's why I just don't, this whole country is so hung up on sex. Like they're obsessed with it and they make a lot of money off of it, but you shouldn't talk about it and you have to be appropriate. And me wanting to educate people on sex and for people to have fulfilling sex lives is just like anybody educating somebody on diet and exercise. It's all a part of human existence. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Sometimes I think that people forget that we are animals, you know, and animals have sex in front of other animals and it's really not a big deal it's just a function it's it's not what we make it to be and you know we just have this shame wrapped around it because from sin that is a concept that we've been fed you know it's not even even if you're oh gosh I'm gonna get off on this whole religion thing which I want to just 
I don't know, I'm gonna either do a whole vlog or a video or something dedicated to it because it just drives me crazy, but like seriously, Adam, even if you're Christian, okay, Adam and Eve were created naked and they didn't even notice that they were naked until after they ate from the tree, which was when once sin came into the to the world, right? So actually feeling shameful of your naked body is from sin. That's how I see it. I don't know how it got all twisted, but I mean, we're born naked. It's perfectly natural. It's perfectly fine. Nothing's wrong with it. And just recently today, I found out that Tumblr starting December 17th is having no adult content on their site whatsoever. And actually their terms, let me, oh, did I delete it? Hold on. I want to read you a part of what it said, which super offended me. Let's see. Where is it? Okay, so it says banned content includes photos, videos, and gifts of human genitalia, female presenting nipples, and any media involving sex acts, including illustrations. It, th it then goes on to say that art, sculptures, and political protests that involve nudity will be accepted. How does that make any sense? And why is my nipple any different? And so, but then foot fetish sites can still be on there? I'm confused. It's just, I just feel like we're at a point in human society where we can get past sex and nudity. It is not a big deal. I, I just, I don't get it at all. I wish I could live to see the day when we've moved past it all. Anyway, enough of my little rant. We'll move on to um, the Clinton affair. So this is a six-part series on A&E, but I got it on Amazon. I think you can order it from random other places. Uh, and it depicts the whole situation basically from the time basically Clinton's entire political career like when he was a governor through his presidency and I just was really drawn to it because well not only is it like a sex scandal but it also happened as I was about 18 19 20 around in there so I didn't, well, I'm not, I'm not a person who's into politics at all. I dislike it immensely. So I never really followed anything. Um, I did like Clinton and I didn't pay that much attention to really what was going on. I just knew he had an affair with Monica Lewinsky and I didn't really see why the country was in an uproar about it. So, um, <clears throat> So a p politics aside, I just wanted to talk about just the sex sexual aspects of the series and what all transpired. So first of all, we have this, this woman, I guess what all started it was this woman, Paula Jones, who wanted to sue the president while in office for sexual harassment, 
sexual assault maybe I don't know exactly because he didn't touch her I don't believe or maybe well he kind of did he kissed her I guess but whatever um and they allowed that for her to sue him and then so people started digging and then this woman Jennifer Flowers comes out and this could be the other way around other way around I'm not sure but Jennifer Flowers comes out and says that she had a 12-year affair with Bill Clinton okay and like who cares what does that have to do with anything just because somebody had an affair does not mean that they're capable of breaking the law or physically harming another person one has nothing to do with the other one is consensual one is not so I don't understand the point of her all right then we got the Paula Jones then then there's this other lady who comes out after the whole Monica Lewinsky thing and she says that Bill Clinton flat out raped her in his hotel room when she was no 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 no. let's let's go back hold up okay so this Paula Jones bitch says that she was at the hotel I guess she was working there I don't really understand what her job was but at a hotel that Clinton was at when he was governor and that somebody came down one of his like homies or something comes down and says hey Bill wants to see you up in his room and she thinks oh maybe I'm gonna get a job or whatever and goes up there and he puts the moves on her pulls his dick out and asks her to kiss it or something and she freaks out and they're showing her later like present day talking about this saying how she never thought in a million years he was going to take it in that direction and she had no clue bitch if any man asks you to come up to his hotel room that is exactly what he's thinking. I don't care who it is. You're, how naive can you be? And I don't understand why you had to create this whole mess and sue him over it. Why don't you just say, no, I'm not interested, which he probably thought you were since you came up to the room. And then just leave it at that. It's not like he said, you can have this job if you suck my dick. He was just wanting to get laid you could have just said no thanks and left I don't get the problem so then after the Monica Lewinsky thing after everything's said and done this other bitch comes out of the closet and says that Bill Clinton flat out raped her back in like 1978 she described it and she looked like she was telling the truth and you know then they start getting into the whole me too movement and believe all women and all of that and I'm gonna say something that's gonna be a little controversial and maybe a lot of people won't agree with me but you know you need to say something at the time these things happen because if you don't 
and another woman is raped, a little bit of that responsibility falls onto yourself. She said she didn't think people would believe her, which I understand, especially in the 70s, things weren't like they are today. But at the same time, does that really matter? At least there'd be a police report. And then if he did it again and again, by the third time, they're like, wait, wow, there's like three of the three of these reports and they all have s- similar stories. This guy's a rapist or this, you know, that you would build a case. You're you're building a case against him for the future to protect other women in the future. So I just don't. I just feel like this Me Too movement is very weak. You know, I don't want to say this is what men do and that's just how it is and get over it, but kind of. Like, you still, you're a woman. You're a strong person. You give life. You can stand up for yourself and say, hey, you know what? That's not cool that you did that. Whatever. Or if you're raped, go to the cops, file a report. You can't just come out a million years later and be like, oh yeah, this happened to me too. And I didn't say anybody. I didn't say anything to anybody because of X, Y, and Z. Okay. Well, maybe if you would have said something, this wouldn't have happened to three other women. I don't know. I just, I have a real problem with the Me Too movement. I think it's a bunch of crap. Anyway, so obviously the most fascinating part of the series is Monica describing the whole affair because she'd never really done that before. So she talks about how when she first was starting to get his attention that she noticed that that her thong was showing above her pants and so she didn't fix it so that when he walked by he it would catch his eye. And I totally can see that. I can totally, that's absolutely something I would do. And just the, the way that she was talking about how they first started flirting and first started talking and how she got drawn into the whole thing is, was just really real. And I could see powerful men have this thing about them that's very intoxicating and I don't think that that's an abuse of power I think that you know they they made a big deal about him being the president of the United States and she was an unpaid extern and you couldn't get any more of a distance away as far as power goes which is true but at the same time a lot of people get crushes on people they work with again we're animals you know there's pheromones involved there's there's all sorts of things that are happening at a biological level that aren't necessarily controllable so these things are bound to happen and you can't really for the most part control who you end up being physically attracted to so I don't think that just because people have two different levels of power means that the person with the higher power is necessarily taking advantage of the other one. Of course that can happen. 
And of course, people can, you know, like I said before, offer jobs in exchange for sexual favors. That's a completely different thing. None of that was really happening. Of course, if you become involved with somebody and then you get special treatment, that's kind of a thing. But still, that's not really still an abuse of power because the person who's receiving the special treatment is getting something out of it that they want. It's not, they're not having, well, maybe they are, but they're choosing to participate in the relationship, not doing it only to get these things because they feel like they have to. You know, it's about being able to do what you want and being forced to do something. There's a, or being put in a position to where you feel like you have to do it and when you just plain out want to do it and come on it's Bill Clinton he's like one of the most attractive presidents we've ever had and charismatic and all of that I'm sure she wanted to when she was telling her story she was talking about how she was uh, being held by the FBI and they were threatening her because she had signed an affidavit stating that there was no sexual relationship between them in the first place because she didn't realize that Linda Tripp was a fucking cunt and was going to record their conversations and put it out to the world. That woman is a straight up bitch. I, I was infuriated. But anyway, now I lost track of what I was saying. Oh, yeah. See, so, but that was... That was Monica's only fault. She she defended him and denied everything as much as she possibly could. She did not want to rat him out. But her fault was that she confided in somebody else. And I can tell you that when you're having an affair or even just a relationship that people shouldn't know about for whatever reason... It's really hard not to confide in somebody about it because, for one, telling somebody about it makes it feel more real and makes it feel more legitimate. And also you have, as a girl anyways, you have, you know, these butterflies and, you know, you're just on top of the world and you want to share that with somebody. And, you know, there was conversations where she was saying, oh, look, he wore the tie I got him today and and things like that. And I could see wanting to do that, to be like, look, look, the president is, I mean, especially the president, like, I feel like that was a totally natural thing to do. And it's so sad that people had to butt into her business and distract the country so much because that was complete waste of time there was no need for all of that to be coming out one of the most shocking things that I noticed from watching the different news clips and footage from the time was how much she was slut shamed it's crazy there was all sorts of like cartoons drawn of her with penises around her head and I remember there being jokes about her all the time with cigars and stuff like that. And that's just, wow. You know, they really just nailed on her instead of him. Like he was doing the same exact thing she was doing. And the way that the media just 
twisted it to make her to make her look like she was sex crazed and how she was you know keeping the dress for evidence when in fact she didn't want to keep the dress she was going to have it cleaned and Linda Tripp told her to hold on to it just in case you know but I could see that too and and then when she everything's coming down to feel like not only is all of this happening but at the same time you're feeling like you're you're losing the person you're in love with because you're never you know you're never going to see him again because of all of this I just can't imagine what she must have gone through. And on top of that, having the whole world talk about how you're a whore and a slut and a homewrecker and all of that on top of it. Another thing that happened is they not only shamed Monica for being a slut, but they also shamed Hillary for staying. And that's also something that people just... I don't, people have their own idea of what should and shouldn't be and want to just force that onto every other person. Even when it's stuff that is absolutely none of your business, like someone's marriage. You know, I don't think anyone, I am a proponent for people to not leave because somebody had an affair. Because it's usually not a reason to end a relationship. It's usually just because there's been poor communication about what's actually going on and what people's needs are. That's it. It doesn't mean that no somebody doesn't love somebody else. So that part bothered me. And it bothered me at the time because I thought... And this was, you know, like I said, I was very young. So this was before I even thought this way. But I thought it was just strange that people were so opinionated about other people's marriages and relationships. Anyways, I think that's all I wanted to rant about the whole thing. It was just, it got me heated last night when I was watching it. Because it just, it was interesting to me how the media spun things and how the public saw things and and how everything was handled, you know, it, it, it's amazing that that was even allowed to go down during a pres- presidency. I don't understand why they didn't uh, put a stop to that. But, uh, you know, politics, ugh. politics do not belong in the bedroom, that is for sure. And that is one thing that really bugs me because in studying sexuality politics just creeps in there all the time it's always women's issues or political issues abortion marriage all of this it's like separation of church and state where is what i would like to know because there's very little of that going on anyway i'll shut up now thank you so much for listening make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you can. Check the series out. It's really interesting and really in-depth and a lot of the almost I think all of the key players are on there interviewed giving their side of the story. Everybody except for Bill and Hillary of course but you know you can't have everything. Just to hear Monica's side I think is worth it. Also you can uh support me on patreon for one dollar a month just one dollar a month 
And also, I started an apparel store, Hooker Apparel, where I just make t-shirts that say stuff like question monogamy. One says hooker. I have a Santa one right now that says Santa is my kink because I don't, I didn't like Santa as a kid. So I have more of a fetish for him now as an adult. But um, yeah, so I will link that as well on the show notes. Everything will be linked. You can find everything. And again, thank you for listening. And I will stop rambling now and I'll talk to you next time. Okay. <laughs>